hope. Now that's a word that seems to be fleeting in the turbulent and trying times of 2020. Right? How can anybody have hope in enduring everything that we've been through the last year? Right? How do you have hope when it seems like there is none to be found? And yet, tomorrow is Christmas. We're getting ready to celebrate a holiday on December 25th. And what we have to understand is that hope is ingrained, it's entangled, it's centralized to the holiday that we will be rejoicing and celebrating in tomorrow. I mean, can you remember being a little boy or girl, right, making your Christmas list, writing down the things that you wanted to see under that tree and you hoped and you believed and you dreamed on December 25th when you woke up really early and you got your parents up and you went to that tree, you just hoped that the presents you wrote on that list would be sitting under that tree. And hope is a, a very powerful emotion. In fact, most survival experts believe that if you're ever thrust into a situation where you have to fight for your life, most survival experts believe that the moment you will die is the moment you lose hope. And yet here we are in, in 2020. It's been a ridiculously hard year, and, and probably no one could blame you. We, at some level, all feel kind of hopeless, wondering, is it ever going to get back to normal? Is, is the world that we knew it ever going to return? We feel hopeless. And what's interesting is that feeling of losing hope is not unique to the first Christmas, and it's not unique to the predictions of Christmas. In fact, if you go to the book of Isaiah, in, in chapter 8, Isaiah describes really the circumstances that the nation of Israel was dealing with, that he was dealing with. Their future wasn't bright. In fact, they would very much after this go into captivity. And look how he describes it. Isaiah 8, 21, he says, distressed and hungry, they will roam through the land. When they are famished, they will become enraged. Looking upward will curse their king and their God. Then they will look toward the earth and see only distress and darkness and fearful gloom. And they will be thrust into utter darkness. And here Isaiah just describes the setting of the nation of Israel and how hopeless they felt. And what's interesting is I think Isaiah does a really good job of describing 2020, the year that we've navigated through, right? Anybody ever feel some fearful gloom this year? Some distress, some darkness, right? I think he does a pretty good job of, of really making us resonate with what's going on with Israel here. And yet it was also the setting of the very first Christmas. The Jewish people, the Israelites were oppressed by the Roman Empire. They were being killed and taxed at a rate of 70%. Now, I don't ever want to hear you complain about New York state taxes when you hear that, right? Can you imagine you would go to work, an average person in the first Christmas would go to work, and they would try to make it by, and the government, the rich, would take their money, 70% of it? How are we going to make it? They were hopeless. And yet Isaiah, he describes how bad it was, but his tune changes with one word. He says, nevertheless... And man, it's not a word we use in our culture really ever. But I don't want you to miss the riches and the depth behind just this one word. 
Because what Isaiah does is he says, despite all of the fearful gloom, despite the darkness, despite my circumstances, here's what I want you to know. Here's what we can know in 2020 from Isaiah's example, that you can have hope despite difficult circumstances. That in the midst of the darkness and and everything that we've been through in life this year, there is still a hope that shines through that we can cling to. And Isaiah, he goes on, he says, nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. And what Isaiah says is, hey, hope is over the horizon. And what he does is he actually, he's a prophet. He predicts the first Christmas. He predicts the coming of Jesus. That light dawning is Jesus. And here's what's so fascinating about how he writes this. Isaiah writes it as if he's experiencing the hope of Jesus, but Jesus wouldn't come for hundreds of years later. How amazing is that, that he is living in fearful gloom, distress, awful circumstances, and he's predicting an event that will give hope to the world in the future, but he writes it as he's experiencing it right then and there. Amazing. And how could he do that? How in the world could a guy like Isaiah, who is navigating captivity, who's navigating all the darkness that he is dealing with in his present circumstance, how could he have such confidence and such hope in something that would happen, but he's writing it as he's experiencing it now? He answers it. He says in verse 6, he says, for unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish it. You see, what gave Isaiah, hope is the same thing that should give us hope each and every day. Those words, what Christmas means for unto us, a child is born. And what Isaiah found hope in was that there was a baby, a light was dawning, and it was God. What Isaiah himself says, Emmanuel, God, with us, leaving the splendor of heaven and coming to a broken, painful, messy earth. And it's not just that he came, but it's what he came to do. He came to rescue us. Save us, redeem us from our sin that brings all the turmoil and all the pain that we have to navigate in life to pay for it in our place and to be raised from the dead three laters to give us the hope of eternity. And here's what those words mean for us today in 2020. The words for unto us a child is born. It really means two significant things for our lives today. The first thing is it means a savior to be with you through the pain. Listen, I'm not going to promise you today that 2020 and 2021 is going to get even better. But the great news today is that we have a Savior, a child who came to rescue us, and he will walk with us through all the difficult journeys we have in life. You ever heard the expression, misery loves company? What that ultimately means is like, hey, when I'm in pain, I actually want you to be in pain too because I feel so much better about my pain. It's kind of disgusting and weird if you think about it. But I think that expression with Jesus means something totally different. Because you ever been in pain and had a friend 
a mom or a dad, a grandparent, walk with you through that journey, comforting you and encouraging you. Makes it all the difference, doesn't it? And here's the great news for us. For unto us a child is born, and when life gets really hard, when life gets really difficult, guess what? Jesus will be there with you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. And that makes the difference when we kind of have to walk through life's difficult times. That, that made the difference in Lewis's story, right? I mean, 17 surgeries, 13 days in a coma, and what gave him peace, what gave him hope, was knowing that Jesus himself was right there in the journey. And if anybody knows pain, it's Jesus. Because this baby that was born on Christmas, even though he was the king of kings, didn't come to be worshipped and adored. He came to die. He came to be brutalized and beaten and scorned and crucified. If he, know, he knows pain, and so when you experience it, it's not like he doesn't understand it, get what you're going through. No, he can relate, and he will walk with you through that pain. Can I tell you today, through all of 2020, Jesus has been right there with you? But I think the second thing brings more hope in that words, for unto us a child is born, because it comes with a promise, right? The promise of pain's defeat. Here's the hope, the ultimate hope of this baby boy. The fact that he came to die and raise again on the third day, here's what it means, is that he offers us a future where every tear that we've shed, every painful moment in life, every, all the grief that we experience will go away. I don't know about you, but I long for that. This world is hard. It's difficult. 2020 is just a microcosm of that. It hasn't been a fun year, and in a hard year where maybe we've lost a little bit of hope, it's been fleeting. Man, I long for the future that this baby brings to my life, that if I choose to believe in him and surrender to him, that he promises me, he guarantees me that when I die, all of my pain and my tears and everything that life brings will be gone, defeated through what this baby came to do. So for a second, Think about this, this year. Reflect back to March as you've navigated it. Maybe you're like me, who has lost somebody you love, and it hurts. It's crushing. Or maybe you've lost your job or had to take a pay cut, and this Christmas will look different. You don't know how you're going to make it through. Or maybe you've just been isolated from the family that you rely on, the relationships that you need, and you just feel lonely and depressed. That's what 2020 maybe has brought to you. And as you reflect back on this year, you think about it. I have two questions for you. Have you had hope or have you lost it? Let's talk about this first question. Have you, have you lost your hope or has it been fleeting? You see, I think one thing we as believers, I'm talking about people who know Jesus Christ, who believe in this baby boy, and he has redeemed them, saved them from their sin, forgiven them, and, and they're following him. I'm talking to believers today. I, I think one mistake that we've fallen trapped to in 2020 is we've allowed our circumstances to define how strong our hope is when that should never happen. Our hope should always be strong because it should be rooted in who Jesus is and what he came to do. And maybe today as believers, 
we, we need to get renewed hope that, man, I don't care what my circumstances bring. It's like Isaiah said, it can be fearful and it can be dark, but guess what? My hope was never in a good life. My hope has always been in Jesus. And if your hope is in Jesus, it should always be strong and bright. And maybe as believers, we just need to renew our hope that maybe we've allowed to be defined by our circumstances. But yet, then there are some of us today that if we're honest, our only hope of 2020 is really 2021. We're hoping and banking on a new year to fix all the problems that 2020 has brought. And, and man, I, I hope that's true, but what if it isn't? What if 2021 gets worse? Do you have hope then? And today, the reason why this church loves Christmas Eve, the reason why we go crazy is because of the hope of a baby boy for those words, for unto us a child is born. And that child, no matter what you face in life, no matter what life brings, can give you hope. And so right now, if you just bow your heads and close your eyes, I don't know where you are on that spectrum. Maybe you're here today and you're a believer and you're just rejoicing in the birth of Jesus Christ, but yet in 2020, maybe your hope has kind of dwindled. You've placed and defined your hope based off of the circumstances that you faced rather than the God that you serve. And, and maybe today in, in this moment, you just whisper to God, God, may my hope never be in my circumstances. Maybe you just say to God, would you renew my hope in you and what you came to do for me? And may I never lose that hope, God, let it dwindle because you are my rock and you don't shift. I can always bank on you. But maybe you're here today and you've never experienced the hope of Jesus Christ a hope that will get you through any life, a hope that will walk with you through the pain and the turmoil, and a hope that gives you the promise that, man, one day it will all be gone. And if that's you today, would you just say these words in, in your heart, right there where you're seated? Would you just say, God, I, I need hope today. God, I, I believe that hope comes from only you through what you did for me on that cross where you paid for my sin and where you were raised again three days later and gave me the victory over it. And so today, God, I am turning from that sin. I'm making you my forgiver and my leader. And today, bring that hope that I desperately need. And if, if you said one of those two prayers, here's what I, I would love for you to do. It's a really simple step. You can do it from the comfort of your cell phone or your computer. If you just go to iwant.info. And at this website, you'll see two banners. One says, I renewed my hope. And if you click that banner, we're going to send you some resources to help you build that hope in who Jesus is, a Bible reading plan that will build hope in your life. Or there's another banner that says, I put my hope in Jesus. And we want to know and help you navigate what that looks like. Here's what I want you to know, um, whether you're watching online or you're here at one of our services, here, here's what I want you to know about this church is we are a family. And when it gets tough and when it gets hard, we're here for each other. That's why we, every service, almost say welcome home because we want this place to feel like a home. And so if you're struggling to have hope, we wanna help you. If you've never experienced the hope of Jesus and you said yes to Jesus, we wanna help you because we are a family. 
and we care for you and we want to help you in that journey. And so I, I am begging you, I'm pleading with you, if you made one of those decisions, would you just go to that webpage and would you let us know so we can help you? Hey, I want you guys to have a Merry Christmas and I, I would just love to pray for you and your family as you get ready to celebrate the birth of Christ. Would you pray with me? God, thank you for hope. If we ever needed hope, God, it, it might be this year where we're isolated, much of our church is watching online. It's been so different. And God, may our hope always be rooted in you. May we not define it by the things that happen, the things that change in our culture, the events that come, but may that hope be lasting because of who you are and what you came to do. Help us, remind us, get us there. God, I pray for the person who put their hope in you. God, that you'd walk with them, that you'd surround them with people who are gonna help guide them, hold them accountable, and help them follow you. And so God, we pray that each and every family today, even though it would be different, we would have a, a Merry Christmas celebrating the hope that you give. In Jesus' name, amen.